Welcome to Takeaways, Life Lessons Learned. I'm your host, Hayam Mizrahi, recording from MDL Group. Recognized market leaders in commercial real estate brokerage and property management in Las Vegas, Nevada. Join me as I explore my takeaways from the people who have influenced me the most. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. We are on site at the NAOP August program. NAOP is the Association for the Commercial Real Estate Development Community. You can hear the chatter around us. The buzz is, is still happening here. I'm here with Sean Donosky, as usual. Sean is the CEO of DC Building Group and the chapter president for NAOP. We're going to share our takeaways from this program. The title was, What Happens in Carson City Is Your Business. It was a big panel. NAOP pulled together Senator Scott Hammond, Assemblywoman Ellen Spiegel, Senator Joyce Woodhouse, and moderated by one of my favorite moderators for this kind of a program, Mitch Fox, who is the president and CEO of the Nevada Broadcasters Association. Having, and I, I believe he's like an Emmy nominee for yeah, his broadcasting. Yeah, you know, he had me pull that out of his bio. Did he? He, he, he he's, he's won an Emmy nomination. Uh, so he wanted me to pull that out of the bio, but we can get it here in the uh, takeaways. So he's high level. The sponsor today, Carpenter Sellers Delgado Architecture. They probably have the coolest name of any architecture firm. Carpenter Sellers Delgado. Well, I think it was pretty cool what they did. They gave away some Vegas Golden Knight tickets. Yeah. Who won? Brett Bottenberg. Nice. You know, and he told me, he says, that's like the third time his card has been drawn. So we got to figure out what he's doing with his business card. <laughs> he's putting in more than one. Yeah. Maybe not. Just a lucky guy. The room today was set for, it was big, 240 people. You could see, I mean, I can see, we can describe. The tables are set up pretty much all the way over to the entrance and exit doors. So, um, Did you see big how, audience. how much was collected for the back to school? For We'll talk about that. What was the back to school? What did NAOP do and what was collected? Oh, it was collecting backpacks and school supplies for the students at Howard Hollingsworth. I think it's an elementary school. The table was full. Yeah, there was a, ba a banquet table, like an eight-foot banquet table full of, of school supplies, backpacks, school supplies inside of backpacks. The table was full. It was sitting on the floor. They got a handful of people to carry everything out. It's a great job that NAOP does. NAOP also does a great job with government affairs, government ac advocacy for the industry, and that's what today was really about. You know, I thought instead of you know, going in really summarizing what each of the electeds talked about, because what they talked about were, in this past legislature, what were some of the bills that were meaningful to this industry. You know, they threw out a bunch of alphabet soup, SB5 this, AB12, I don't know what it was, but we would not do it justice to delve into this thing. NAOP does a great job of putting out a newsletter, itemizing, you know, what bills you're monitoring, what bills are adverse, what are beneficial, and whatnot. So I think today we could talk more about what is NAOP's role in government affairs, why is a program like this so important? One of NAOP's most important committees is the Government Affairs Committee. There is a Government Affairs meeting every month. Jay Heller leads that, and he has Kerry Kramer and John Lelou, which are NAOP's lobbyists, participate in the meeting, whether they're bringing speakers to the table or issues to the table or navigating the what you call the alphabet soup. Mm -hmm. 
John and Carrie spend full time up at the legislature every two years representing NAOP, and they they interpret this alphabet soup for NAOP so we can understand it, we can make a difference in the industry. So let's get into that a bit because I have had the pleasure this year of sitting on the NAOP board and seeing on the other side uh, more so of what happens and how it happens. So the legislature meets in Nevada every two years. There are bills that are proposed before. There are some that are brought after. There's a lot of uh, you know politicking going on. Some you know back office, front office, all this you know chaos and whatnot. And John and Carrie with Fenmore Craig are hired by NAOP to sort out the chaos. So what they do is they monitor all of the bills leading up to the legislature, and they give Jay Heller, who's the Government Affairs Chair. A heads up, here's what's coming down, here's what we think we should be looking at. Because there's, I don't know if there's thousands of bills, there's certainly hundreds and hundreds of bills. And if you, <laughs> I always picture like Jay sitting in, a, in his armchair reading, you know, like instead of a movie script, like there are bills that he has to read through and, you know, like point out item I on page 97. Wow, if they did this, the eviction laws change in Nevada. So they do a great job of really organizing all that, focusing now up where we need to focus as an industry and then helping the policymakers really understand issues from all sides. You know, one thing, I'm going to digress a bit. You hear the, the elected officials talk, and they like, well, let's use the, um, the minimum wage example. The minimum wage was brought up in this le legislature for the state of Nevada. On the one hand, if you're an employer, I don't want the minimum wage messed with. I want to pay what I can afford to pay, and I want to deem that, you know, from my own business, what can I afford to pay? And if I can't hire people at the wages that I'm, I'm willing to put out there, I need to then adjust. It could be the scope of work I need to adjust. It could be the increase. But I want to be able to, to work with the market on my own. The other side of that coin, if I'm an employee in the state of Nevada, I want a higher minimum wage. And you look at the population, and there's always two sides or more to every story. And our elected officials... You know, the ones that are business friendly will advocate for no minimum wage or low minimum wage. The ones that are advocating for the employees, not necessarily the employers, they have their interests too. Neither of them are wrong necessarily. And that really for me was the big picture takeaway from today's breakfast. We elect people to represent us and you really have to ask who is us. And in this case today, it's NAOP. NAOP is the Developers Association. But we're just one of many things that make the state go around. Well, I think one of the keys is it is a legislature of the people elected by the people to represent the people. And these bills are so complicated, they're almost impossible for the average individual to understand. So when it comes to prevailing wage, or I'm sorry, minimum, minimum wage, wage. Uh, there was a vote to increase it. And I believe what they talked about today is it's going to step up for three or four years until it hits $12 an hour. And I'm sure it'll be an ongoing discussion at each legislative session. Yeah, so for me, before I go and cast an opinion, you know, it's got to be like this or it's got to be like that, it's nice to pull back and, and really understand how things work. And if I move the needle over here, it's going to create a wave over there for somebody else. But, you know, they talked about minimum wage. They talked a lot about education. Probably the first third of the program was about education. I have to be honest, I was lost in that conversation. I feel I'm a pretty intelligent person. You know, I was actually thinking about you and I sitting down here and me describing what I took away from that conversation about education and what they did and how, how we got here. And I mean, um, 
Senator Woodhouse did a great job of laying the background and, and a lot of the details to really understand what she was about to talk about, which is what they, what they were able to accomplish. But here was my day yesterday. I put in a full day's work, started early because I had to leave the office at 5 to get to my kid's school for back-to-school night. On the way there, I had to make three or four phone calls because I didn't get them done during my quote-unquote work day. While there, between the assistant principal talking and the director of curriculum telling us what they're up to at the school, I managed to sneak in a couple emails just to shepherd you know, some transactions through. Got home, you know, dinner, bath time, bedtime, put the kids to sleep. I did another two hours to shore up my day. And today, it was back at it. That's the life, I believe, of your everyday NAOP member. So when these legislation comes up, when the legislature is in session, yeah, I'm just, I'm just one guy. I can't navigate all that stuff and do everything that I need to do in the course of my day-to-day. And that's why I'm grateful to have Nayop, John, Kerry, and Jay. I mean, I've got to get credit to him. Yeah, Jay, Jay spends so much time spearheading. Because in, in his own life, he's doing the same as you. He's running an entire organization. So... I think we're grateful to have NAOP and our lobbyists there to help represent to help represent our interests. Yep. So let's talk about, you know, high level some of the themes of today. Education we talked about was the first third. We also talked about the next So when thing. she talked about education, she yeah. referenced the Nevada plan and how that went back to nineteen sixty seven. Uh, a couple takeaways I did have though was the the presentations today talked about we funded education more this legislative session than we ever have in the past. I wrote that down as well. And I want to say they increased funding approximately $300 per student or something something like that. Um, but we still sit here and we deal with a education funding problem or a teacher salary problem or, or whatever it is. It's so complicated. It is difficult to understand. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to jump way to the end. Uh, Senator Scott Hammond, who was a teacher, I mean, man, did he light up like a Christmas tree when he was talking about this. He was sharing a story when he was talking to his wife. He was a teacher. He loved being a teacher. He loved everything about it. What he didn't like were the conditions. And some of the conditions he talked about specifically was that it almost seems like no matter what, the public perception is we're not doing enough with education in the state. And that really weighed on him as a teacher and an educator. I think as a state, we can always do more. There's always more to do. There's, there's always more resources. Um, I also believe, and I think it was talked a little bit about, I mean, we really do have some incredible education stories. We have some incredible people in this room that grew up in the Clark County School District, and they have become very Yours very, truly. <laughs> they've become very successful, <laughs> I believe. Uh, so we're doing something right. Yeah, and you're right. I mean... We can always do more, especially when it comes to education. Another takeaway question from the audience was, you know, now that you're an elected official, not now, you're an elected official, you're on the other side of the table. Is there an issue that you've identified or seen that isn't getting the attention it deserves? And the answer from Assemblywoman Spiegel, healthcare, which funny enough, we didn't talk at all about until that question was brought up. And it was like she knew exactly which, which issue it was. Well, I think that that's a test testimony of how many issues there really are. You cannot possibly cover all of these in 45 minutes. But her push was getting everyone access to health care, avoiding the gap when you change jobs, avoiding the gap of pre-existing conditions, um, lower-income families, getting health care to everyone in the state of Nevada. 
Another question we got a few of at the, at the Q&A table was marijuana. We passed legislation for recreational marijuana. The campaign promise was transparency and that it would go to fund education. And here's the question. Why isn't it funding education? Or is it funding education? There, I mean, there's, I'll tell you what. Anytime you bring up this marijuana industry, there are always... Always really funny, witty comments right after. So the question was, where did the money go? Up in Senator, smoke. Yeah, Senator Scott Hammond, <laughs> right at it. Up in smoke. Followed by moderator Mitch Fox. Don't get too much in the weeds, <laughs> Senator. That was a cute little takeaway. But, you know, I didn't – He Scott did give a nice and passionate answer, but I really didn't get much out of it. Maybe I wasn't fully paying attention. It but was, he lost me in there. It was a really hard read. He talked about that it, it is going to education, but I didn't hear any statistics to – confirm that so it was foggy another hard one there was a question from the audience that there was an article recently in the paper you know back to education there are 360 students in the district and 20,000 teachers they did some quick math to come out with the ratio and they asked senator woodhouse to explain and her answer after a brief pause was this is a complicated one to explain and i don't think it was her trying to dodge a question it really felt like this is a hard one for her to explain was any topic today easy to explain no um, was it? No. No. <laughs> because I think it's what we talked about. You move the needle here, you create some a problem for somebody else over there. And that's the job of our elected officials, which is not easy. So marijuana money, education. We talked a little bit about the minimum wage. Uh, they talked also about sunsetting of the commerce tax or is it the modified business tax? Or I don't know at all when they were talking about that necessarily what they were talking about and what that means to me. As a Clark County resident. Add into there, there was some conversation about affordable housing. There was. And some subsidies to help grow more of that market. There was two Senate bills. I don't recall the numbers, but there's money for uh, reducing fees. There's money for incentives. Uh, again, there was it, it was complex. Big question that was asked, and I think it's on everybody's mind all the time. Every conversation I'm having with clients, it comes up. When's the next recession? Is there going to be a recession? What's the recession going to do when there's a next recession? So Mitch Fox laid it out nicely. You know, he really knows his audience. He asked a question of elected officials. He gave him a lot of cover, you know, letting them know we're not going to hold you to what you say. You're not an economist, so we don't need statistics necessarily. But big picture, in the economy, what's the forecast? What's your feeling as an elected official? So they went one by one. Um, this is, again, where it, it comes, to me, it came to life of where these elected officials, where their interests lie, where their lens of the world is. Senator Scott Hammond, Republican, said this session wasn't necessarily a business-friendly session. There were a lot of things that were talked about, raising the minimum wage, commerce tax, other things like that. But his big-picture theme, smart answer, if we are going into a period of uncertainty, what a business owner would want is flexibility to help navigate that uncertainty. So that was the, the gist of his message. I don't know if you picked up anything else there. He did. He said that he was concerned about the potential of creating too much anti-business legislation. He didn't uh, dive into what that means. He, he wants to keep a business-friendly environment to be adaptable as the market changes. Assemblywoman Spiegel laid out a couple of, of thoughts around this. One, you know, her comment about keeping the rainy day fund healthy as a state. I thought about whenever you get on a 
flight anywhere and they drop down the oxygen they tell you put yours on first and then help the person next to you state good job if you're if you're keeping money in the rainy day fund keep the state healthy and they'll be able to help help the rest of us if needed the other thing she talked about was workforce development where she's spending a lot of her time i think she said she's on a national committee now to study this and and bring more life to this part of our industry workforce development yeah she did she talked about that and then and then woodhouse spoke about being cautious that there is going to be a time and we need to be cautious and we need to be prepared. And when she she did talk about, you know, back to her passion education, even with this session, whenever there were conversations around funding education or anything else, they were all very cautious not to step too far out with funding. We can fund to X. If we're looking at X plus, let's be cautious about it in case there is an economic downturn. Carrie Kramer had an interesting comment as she was asking questions. She She said... Irrelevant of D and R, but when working through an issue, she felt it was a relatively bipartisan legislature. I don't know what exactly how she sees that, but she's there every day. Mm-hmm. She's navigating issues. She's trying to get things moved forward. I thought that was a pretty good perspective. Yeah. And I would say, you know, Carrie asked a question and, and Senator Scott Hammond kind of ribbed her. But that to me was a display of their relationship. You know, the question was, what was the highlight of your session? And he said, Carrie, every time you came in my office was a highlight because I knew we were going to have a meaningful conversation. He said it tongue in cheek, but him saying it tongue in cheek to me demonstrated that they have the kind of relationship where he can say that in front of an audience of 240 people. And it's okay. I think that says a lot to the NAOP reputation. The fact that they were that they showed up here, took the time out of the day, came here, spoke for us and have that kind of relationship with our lobbyists. We're doing some good stuff. So, Carrie Kramer, John Lelou, Fenmore Craig, thank you for all that you do for NAOP. Jay Heller, we, we would be remiss not to also acknowledge you. And Dan Tutland, who's on the programs committee, and he put this program together. Thank you as well. That's all I've got today. Sean, do you have anything else? I think it was a great program. I'll see you next month. Okay. Next month it is. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Takeaways podcast is about sharing and paying it forward. If you like this show, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast and leave us a review. It really goes a long way. And if you really like this show, please share takeaways with a friend. Thank you and tune in next time.